Well, hello, and welcome to Reimagining Education, a podcast from Michigan International Prep School. I'm your host, Eric Van Houten, and joining me today is Mr. Aaron Conley. Do you want to introduce yourself for us? Sure, sure. Um, I am a first and foremost a certified teacher uh, with the state of Michigan. Um, I'm an employee of tutor time, which is part of a larger group called the learning care group. Mm. Um, that has a variety of different, uh, after cares, daycares, uh, Montessori schools and so forth. Um, I've been hired on to be the classroom teacher for the pilot program where, um, with MIPS, uh, bringing their virtual program into, uh, a lab classroom setting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, um, that's a, that's a great place to start. Uh, we recently filmed a video with our, our head of uh, director of program advancement about mm-hmm. some of the more, the more details, but we are calling this the tutor time MIPS learning lab of Sterling Heights. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> learning labs, we are an online school, but we have learning labs throughout the state where students can come in, um, get tutored, meet their mentors, do schoolwork mm-hmm. in person, meet other students. So, um, that, that's a good place to start of this is a physical place mm-hmm. and yep. you are kind of the champion of it. Right, that you are hired by Tutor Time, yes, but you are our MIPS teacher at that learning lab. So that's where I'd like to start. Okay, um, I'm going to let you run free and kind of explain um, what it is you do, what we will be doing, and what are your hopes for Tutor Time. All right, well, let me start off by explaining the program a little bit. Yeah. Um, so what we have is uh, a room, a dedicated room within the Tutor Time uh, school at 14 Mile and Van Dyke in Sterling Heights. Hmm. Um, it's a large classroom uh, with a couple of bathrooms into it. Um, we still need some furniture, though, so we're very early on, but yeah, we should be having that by uh, next couple of days, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be hosting no more than 12 students. Mm-hmm. Um, those students will range in ages uh, from kindergarten all the way up into fifth grade. Mm. So... It's ultimately going to have, and I've been using this phrase a lot, and I love it, sort of a small, old-style old schoolhouse, you know, one-room schoolhouse yeah. kind of feel, yeah. um, but with 21st century technology and modern heating. So That's good. <laughs> we're, we're almost here at Winter. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, my plan for now, and this is, this is very much a work in progress. We're trying to take a concept and really refine it into a full system here. Mm. Um, But the idea right now is that my instructional day is going to run from about 8 to 3, Mm -hmm. uh, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Within that, obviously, they're going to be doing um, some of the online learning through the MIPS. I'm going to be circulating the room, helping – understand what's going on on in a sort of a live in-person way yeah um they may or may not be working with teachers on the internet i am not entirely sure about that so far yeah but the other well, if they're here at mips they'll they'll have i'm sure teachers. they will yeah yeah um uh, but the other far more important thing is this concept uh that we were talking about very briefly beforehand of rhythm and ritual mm. and that is an element that we take for granted in elementary schools, yeah. in any school, really, but it's more obvious in elementary school than anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. And rhythm and ritual is the flow of your day. That Actually, rhythm is the flow of the day. 
Okay. You get, you get in at eight o'clock, you put your backpack up, you go sit down, you do your morning work, maybe 10 minutes passes. And maybe you go to your first special of the day. We're talking about elementary kids now. Yeah. You know, that's the rhythm of your day. And that rhythm is predictable. And because that rhythm is predictable. The kids don't have to worry about what's going to happen today. And it frees them up to be thinking about what am I actually doing right now? What am I learning? What am I thinking about? I don't have to worry about what's happening an hour from now because I know darn well what's going to be happening an hour from now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's that. They know where they've got to be. They know where they've got to be. Um, And, you know, I am not in any way dismissing the valiant effort that I'm sure lots of parents um have uh put forth in trying to homeschool over the past year of mm-hmm. this pandemic i mean it's it's been rough um for sure but the rhythm has been unless the parents have been conscious about this on some level the rhythm has been pulled out of these students lives they wake up when they wake up they go do their online stuff when they can, maybe they get distracted by some TV or a toy or a video game or something. I don't know. You know, it, it's all very variable depending upon the parent. Um, and uh, even with the teachers in the public schools that have been um, talking, you know, they've been teaching these these internet-based things. My sister, for example, is a science teacher, mm. um, and she's been doing all of her classes uh, over Zoom and whatnot. Mm. Um you can give the material and you can give the information, but you can't give that flow to the day that gives the kids that sort of grounded understanding of what it is I need to be doing today. Yeah. Um, and so many families, if your parents are working, mm-hmm. they aren't there in the home to be like, all right, now it's 10. Right. Now you do this class and now you do this class. And, you know, the even if they do have a schedule – Mm-hmm. You don't always have an adult right there making sure you do it. Right. And then the ritual aspect of that are the things that repeat over longer scales of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Halloween costumes, <laughs> the the Christmas pageant, the the um, field day, all the, the little things that crop up over the course of a school year uh, in an elementary school. Those are the rituals. Yeah. Um, and the kids... They, they need those. They need those rituals to, to sort of understand their place within the year, to ground them. Um, in, in the virtual space, it can be any time of the year you want it to be. It can yeah. be any day you want it to be. You can, every day's you can, comfy day if you yep, want it to every be. Every day's yeah. comfy day. You can pick your whatever. But when you're, when you're really following a schedule of rituals, Christmas, uh, Hanukkah, uh, Halloween, whatever. You are part of that. You are part of something that's not you and you don't get to choose, but is welcoming of you anyway. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that's, that's another thing that's missing from, from being at home right now um, and through nobody's fault. And I'm sure there are, there are many parents and many teachers that are trying to implement aspects of rhythm and ritual, even yeah. if they don't know that that's what they're trying yeah. to do. All our staff, you know, we mentors, we meet with our teachers every week. I know mm-hmm. Christmas time, the, the back of those Zoom calls, you started seeing Christmas decorations behind right? all the heads yep, and stuff. Yep, yep. A little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to get weirdly obsessive about, <laughs> this is when I was a student, not so much a teacher, changing the background on my 
desktop yeah to line up with whatever season it was yeah it yeah. was this weird ritual thing and then um get you in the mood i did some uh i, I was i was a pre uh pre-kindergarten teacher mm. at um the rudolph steiner school of ann arbor um mm. which is a waldorf school uh and um they had this thing and, and i guess it's it's across all waldorf or steiner schools where they wear a different color every day of the week monday mm. is red tuesday is green i think i can't hmm. remember it's a different color and they don't really talk about it they don't i mean you can ask them and they'll say yeah i'm doing it because of but they don't bring it up to the students and what winds up happening is the students over time sort of subconsciously start to mimic huh. it it's yeah the, the walter stuff fun. is really interesting <laughs> yeah so so anyway so we're going to have this instructional period from about eight to three is what i'm hoping and within that because i'm having different age groups Maybe I'll sit with the kindergartners for a bit while the others are on there, you know, doing their internet work and we can do some kindergarten specific things. Yeah. And then I can, okay, set those guys up. Okay. You guys go do your thing. Now I want the first graders over here. Okay. First graders, we're going to talk about, you know, this math operation that you've been working on, uh, or whatever. Okay. So we get that done. And so I see this as kind of a, a rotating series of grade specific mini meetings throughout the day too, to yeah. strengthen and kind of build up what they're doing. Um, a way to check in with somebody who understands, you know, the material fully. I can, you know, I know Chicago style math. Yeah. You know, you know I know how that works, the, what they call common core math. Um, you know, I know how, all these things that, that a parent might have to kind of learn on the fly, obviously, as a, as a certified teacher, I know already. So Yeah, uh, and I got to, to tour the facility, which is fantastic, by the way, and our mm -hmm. room looks super awesome yep, yep. that we'll have there. Um, I know that there are some really cool things that happen throughout the day, and it kind of falls under this umbrella okay. that we say um, called childcare. Right. And I think that that's something that our families are going to like because this isn't just um, homework help. No, it, no, it's, it's a whole day. So can you kind of go through, you know, whether it's, um, meals, childcare? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, so I keep on this eight to three thing, but the reality is we're talking about a much longer day. Yeah. Um, tutor time, this facility opens up at six thirty AM. Hmm. So if the students needed to be there as early as six thirty AM to accommodate parents' schedules or whatever, they're more than welcome to. And from 6.30 a.m. to about 8, p or 8 a.m., which is when I'm going to start the instructional period, this is going to be a before-care situation. Mm. Um, there's going to be activities from the do, um, you know, a little socializing, I'm sure, some playing, uh, weather permitting. Maybe we'll go outside a little bit. There will be breakfast served. Mm. Um, all the students that are going to be in the program will get breakfast, lunch, and if they stay later in the day, they'll get an evening snack as well. Nice. Um, so this is when they'll be getting the breakfast. Um, and yeah, it's very light, not academic necessarily from about 6.30 to 8. It's just, it's what a normal aftercare would be if they were going to pack up and head right over to the school on the bus as soon as the aftercare was over. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just relaxed, easing into the day, making sure they're fed, making sure they're happy, making sure they're ready to go. I want a morning... You know, free breakfast. Everybody Over. wants morning free breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, so from 8 o'clock on, we're going to have our instructional day that's going to be broken up into these various cycles based on the grades and and uh, and what uh, what they've been assigned and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, one of the, yeah, yeah, so that's that'll work out there. Um, and then uh, come about 3 or so, 
And I may push this back. I don't know. It, it's they do really, get a lunch. So this is, this they is definitely get a lunch right around yeah. noon. They get a lunch. Um, we're also going to have a couple of recesses during the day. So the kids are going to get outside and get to stretch those muscles. Cause Love they need, that. Yeah. need to do that. They need to get that blood flowing. Um, so that's going to happen during the day as well. Uh, we're also going to have uh, some art projects and some science stuff and, you know, some very hands-on sort of things. My goal is for the kids not to be in front of a screen all day. Yeah. They will be in front of a screen for a significant portion of the day. That's true. It's just the nature of that's what we're doing. That's where the school doing. is. That's yeah. what the school is. Mm-hmm. But... The beauty of this being live and in person with them and being able to interact with them is that I can pull them off the screen to reinforce some of the learning that they they received on the screen throughout the day. Yeah. So that's going to happen. And there's games and toys games and, and books toys for and, those times. Yeah. yeah, there's going to be all sorts of stuff. It's going to be great. Um, so then once we're done uh, at about 3 o'clock, 3.30 or so, depending upon when we decide to, to end it, I'm saying 3 now, but it'll shift, I'm sure. Um, we're going to switch into aftercare mode. Hmm. Now, this is also going to be non-academic, um, although, you know, if one of the kids wanted some help with something, I, I don't see why I wouldn't, you know, yeah. help them with something academically. But the, the thrust, the goal is not for this. It's just to be an aftercare, to relax, yeah. to wind down, maybe get outside to play again, have another snack. And at 6 p.m. is when the facility closes, and by then that's when everybody has to go home. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that we will have a few kids staying later, and I'm sure yeah. we'll have a few kids coming earlier. Well, that's a 11 and a half hour window. It is. It yeah. is. Um, and, you know, I'm not probably going to be there for the earliest periods mm-hmm. myself. Um, but there will be There will be plenty of child care workers there. And the same in the, in the later evenings. I'm probably not going to be there past five. Yeah. So if a kid needs to stay till six, but it, we're fully staffed. Yeah. And, um, you know, in the pre-COVID world, this is what we did at Tudor time anyway in the evenings. So. Yeah. So out. I know the first thought that's happening right now, right? Uh-huh. You're looking at, uh, we'll say childcare, right? It's not babysitting yet. But no. um, you're looking at an 11 and a half hour day that these students can be there. Sure. They get breakfast, two recess, lunch, snacks, a personal in-person teacher, yep. a room to be in, bunch of resources and help there. Um, that is a lot. Yes. And childcare is expensive. It is. So that's going to be a, one of the first questions that, that families have. So what are we looking at price-wise for, um, you know, a whole week of essentially, was that 57 hours mm-hmm. of, of, mm-hmm. of childcare there? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, MIPS itself, uh, because it's a charter school, is and always will be uh, free to the students. Am Correct. I right? Okay. Yep, yep. Yeah. So that aspect of it, is unchanged. Yeah. Uh, the in-person stuff, though, uh, we have three different um, schedules, I guess, that yeah. you could uh, sign up for. The five-day-a-week schedule, which, quite frankly, is my favorite because that means I really get to, to work with the kids. Yeah. Um, and what that, are the odds that, you know, if a family's working full-time, you know, it's all week. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, that one is going to be $119 per week. Mm. And that $119 gets you 11 and a half hours every day, three meals and uh, personalized instruction. um, Quite frankly, I have never been in a position where I've been able to work with 12 It's like a day rate for child care. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's uh, the pricing on that one is fantastic. So that's $119 for five days. Uh, we offer three days a week. That would be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you wanted to do that, uh, that one, I believe is 
five dollars a week, somewhere around there, somewhere around ninety-five. Yeah, and then we offer two days a week, which would be Tuesdays and Thursdays, and that's approximately eighty-five dollars a week. I love that. I think that you know to reiterate, you know, MIPS is free, mm-hmm. and we have other physical learning labs where they can drop in and sure. meet a teacher and mentor and stuff. But this is essentially fifty-seven hours of meals, childcare, and teacher tutor help very yeah. personalized instruction uh, yeah and in child care all day so mm-hmm. 119 dollars is absolutely insane yeah i just I, I know in our video that we made for this our our program person um that did the video the promotional that we'll link in the description mm-hmm. here he said it like three times because if you have kids <laughs> 57 hours, five days a week, 11 and a half hours a day um, for $119 is ridiculously cheap for childcare. It really is. I mean, it, it, you know, it, yeah, I don't, I don't think that I've seen anybody with prices at that level that are offering as much as what we're offering. Yeah. Think about like hiring a babysitter and like, Oh, it'll be nice. This is a 15 year old. So we'll only give them like $15 an hour, right. For a three hour date night. That's $45 for a three hour date night. Yeah. You know, twice, three times that. And you get 57 hours of schoolwork, food, teacher. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. In a good way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh, the homework, I, I got to bring this up. I, I'm not a gigantic fan of homework for elementary school kids. I just got to tell you, yeah, straight up. Yeah. Uh, I think kids need to be kids in the evening and on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, things shift when you get into junior high and high school. That's a different thing. But at the elementary school level, I am really not a gigantic fan of giving out homework. So to that end, it's my goal to make sure that these kids go home with all their homework completed. So that's mm-hmm. another thing I'm taking off the parents' Yeah, plate. that's big. So... Yeah, I really, I probably want these kids to go home with nothing but a great evening with their families in front of them. Yeah, if I can get so that, that you know that's important. Look the yeah. look you in the eye over there at the camera of like this is a fantastic deal. Yeah, it, it absolutely. Is. I'm sure yeah, there are some is. parents parents jumping up and down right now for all of that. Well, I hope so. I yeah, hope so yeah. Uh, so tutor time, mm-hmm. Sterling Heights. Yep. Um, we I do have an ending segment, but before we get there, I just want is there anything else you want to mention about what you're doing, um, why we're doing it? How we do it? Well, education is shifting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just is. Um, it was shifting before the pandemic, and the pandemic just th- threw gas on that fire. Yeah. Um, the the old model of centralized education is not going to go anywhere, mm. but um, I think that this sort of decentralized modern schoolhouse approach has some serious potential, yeah. and I'm super excited to see it play out over the next school year or so and how we can refine that and make it even better. And yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited about the whole thing. I love that too. And I, like I said, I love the facility. Mm-hmm. I like what you're doing and everyone there at Tudor Time. And that was the mission of MIPS is yep. we are a high quality online school. We know what we're doing mm-hmm. and we are also providing as many physical in-person opportunities as possible. And we don't just care about the students, but we also care about the families and their well-being. Yeah, and this to. is like the personification of, of all of that, providing a huge service for families, but also giving them opportunities to succeed and be with mm-hmm. other students so yeah um i love that 
Anyways, All right, we, great, great. We uh, we end every single episode of the podcast with what we call a win. All and right. this might be putting you on the spot, and I'm going to can change it a little bit because we are just introducing this Tudor Time MIPS partnership, right? Okay. But these wins that we talk about are either success stories, something really amazing that happened recently with a student, or let's say um, you built a friendship with a former teacher that is passionate about the school, or a student failed a class and retook it and then got an A this year, or I haven't been able to get in touch with this student for a month. And he finally called me back and we talked about Star Wars and it was awesome or something like that. So that's kind of what we mean about wins are just good aha moment, good stories. Yeah. Um, and so you haven't had any MIP students yet. And, no. and this is a new program. So my question for you or what I want to hear from you as a win mm -hmm. is what is your favorite thing about working in schools? Why do you do what you do? What do you enjoy the most? Sure, sure. If that's on the spot, I saw you no, can take no, some time. No, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah. Um, oh God, my favorite thing about working in—I love the the process of learning. Mm. I and and not just uh, as an adult, but I how we acquire knowledge from the earliest ages on up, and it's different, and the kinds of knowledge that we gain. Uh, emotional, intellectual, etc. It's not just book stuff. It's how do I talk to my friend uh, who's sitting yeah. at the other table or whatever, you know, just all these different things. And so much of that is happening at the elementary school age. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's so intense and it's so constant and I just love being around it. It's, it's invigorating to, yeah. to, to know that, this student here is going to grow up with this piece of knowledge that maybe they'll be able to change the world in this way, yeah. or maybe, you know, it'll just be as simple as, um, they're going to have a really awesome family someday. Yeah. You know, it just the, the ability to help and to see the process of, I mean, this happens whether I'm there or not. Yeah. Um, but to be able to see and participate in that process of growth and learning at the ages where it's the most accelerated, the most dynamic and the most exciting, that's what gets me up every day. I love that. You get to, you play a major role, not just in their knowledge, but in their social skills, yeah. their relational skills. And also, you know, I don't think anyone grows up wanting to be a teacher because they hated all their teachers, right? You, know? um, <laughs> no, you get to, you get to shape, I don't think so. yeah, you get to shape these students, you know, entire lives basically. So. Oh, sure. Yeah. I had a few, I had a few teachers of mine that, uh, more high school than, than earlier, but that's okay. They were, yeah. they were fantastic teachers and they really kind of inspired me to get into this and yeah. I love that. Very excited. Well, Aaron, I am excited to see how this program goes, mm -hmm. um, to meet the families that that come there and, and start this. And uh, I'm pumped to have you back on someday okay. to hear about what happened or, or what I, you're doing. I would love to, yeah. And, and yeah, see how for we sure. do that. So, for sure. That'd be great. Yeah. Aaron, thank you so much for, for coming down here. And we'll, we'll see you soon. <laughs> it's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. If you're interested in enrollment or you just want to get to know us and what we do a little bit better, head over to our website at miprepschool.org. That's miprepschool.org. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We will talk to you soon.